right, riddle me this, Kev. What's one of the first upgrades you should do to your vehicle? What is it? What do you go for? Well, you might think power, but ultimately, from a smart and safe perspective, definitely the brakes. Yeah, no doubt. Upgraded braking systems can really transform a vehicle's performance and honestly give you better peace of mind behind the wheel in any situation. You know, from the track to off-road trails, even the morning commute, every single vehicle deserves performance brakes at an affordable price. And no matter what your vehicle or driving style, PowerStop has complete brake upgrade kits for you. So head to PowerStop.com, fill in your vehicle's information into their easy-to-use brake finder to be matched with complete kits and components that are low-dust, noise-free, and feature upgraded stopping power. That's right. You could join the thousands of other drivers that have already transformed their vehicle into a stopping powerhouse today with PowerStop. PowerStop.com, brake upgrades made easy. It's the Two Guys Garage Podcast. My man, Kevin Bird, Willie B, is presented by our friends at CarParts.com. If anybody out there is looking for parts, I don't care whether it's collision, maintenance, you know, general repairs or whatnot, check out CarParts.com. Easy, intuitive, simple to use. And I am know uh, for you, Kev, uh, are you big into powder coat? Do you ever do anything like chassis parts, suspension parts, wheels, things like that? Have you branched out uh, and really gone into what powder coating can do? Dude. If I could powder coat everything I own, I would. <laughs> Man. You know, Your dog's going to be upset. <laughs> I know. I should have my own oven and everything just sitting right here. I could just, just powder coat my house, you know, like just drive my car right through, do the whole dang thing. Like, I don't know, man. Who needs paint when you can have powder coating? Yeah, it, it really is, man. When you think about what has changed over the last number of years, you know, powder coat has been around for a while, but wow, has it gotten tough? Have have been, you know, just uh, applying it changed a little bit. And, you know, you used to have just, you know, a handful of colors now. Got every color imaginable, every crazy design, things you could do with it. It really has evolved. And for people that don't understand powder coating, man, are you going to get a crash course in it today? Today is your day, man. I'm telling you, you're going to fall in love with it. And I said, everything you look at, you'll be like, can I powder coat that? Can I powder coat my cat? You know, can I powder coat this? <laughs> you know, like, is it safe to powder coat my coffee mug? Because that would look cool, you know? Yeah. And for us old muscle car guys, anybody doing a car build, right? If you're putting components out there that are in harm's way, a debris, you know, let's face it, if you go to a road course or a track, you are beating underneath your car up. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter if it's coping or debris coming off tires, tracks, those tires get sticky. They throw all kinds of gravel, rock, any debris, uh, to, you know, to and at your suspension components. It's always smart to powder coat those when that's available. Um, you know, and I'm looking at some of these old muscle cars. You can really tell from K members uh, to some of the, you know, old torsion bars or, you know, you look underneath the car and things are powder coated or the frame, you know, being able to powder coat that. It really does make a big difference and impact in the car. Well, it kind of says a lot too when you, because uh, like you said, I mean, if you got anything underneath the bottom, all your suspension, everything, powder coat it. Subframes that come off, powder coat it. Uh, you know, everything upstairs on your engine, whether it's valve covers, induction stuff, I mean, powder coated. Uh, but it says a lot when you buy parts now. Uh, if it's not powder coated, I, I tend to want to just send it back. I'm like, that's going to rust like in but, three yeah. days. You know, like what? You're not up to the level of everyone else that now powder coats stuff that you buy, you know, whether it's a sway bar or this or that. Uh, yeah, man. It's the new standard. Absolutely. So between that and then something I can't wait to get into in the second segment of the podcast is some of the internal coding. So 
a lot of my friends, man, especially out here, uh, you know, whether it's a lot of booster thrown at the car, whether it's a lot of nitrous thrown at it, uh, if you don't know about coatings for internal components on the car, man, you're probably missing out. There's power to be had, there's efficiency to be had, uh, and there's safety to be had by a lot of these coatings. You know, there's coatings that help, you know, deflect heat. They help, you know, um, you know, thermal barriers between, you know, what's happening in that combustion chamber, what a hostile, you know, sort of scenario that is an environment to, to live in. So if you could put something on top of your piston that helps, you know, get that heat off of it, right, and doesn't allow it to soak into the piston and cause other hot spots, then you're doing something. Amen, man. And it's a interesting science because, like you said, you've got things – for temperature but you also have things for wear you have things for making things more slippery uh so you make things faster you yeah. know reducing friction uh and knowing what to put where is a huge part of it you yeah. know like uh because you don't want that coating there but you want it here and you want it there but not here and over there yeah. you know like and it's cool and once you put it all together uh there's definitely big gains to be made or safety to be had you know whether you're taking care of something keeping something from getting too hot durability etc uh so man this is gonna be a fun ride today we're gonna be coating the world dude <laughs> all right well we'll take a break and come back and serve it up get in the world of powder coating and coatings on the two guys garage podcast with kevin bird and willie b it's two guys garage podcast he is kevin bird i am willie b it's presented by carparts.com for any of your automotive needs, repairs, collision, general maintenance, if you haven't checked out carparts.com, you probably should. The app's easy, it's intuitive, and all you got to know is your make, model, year, and you're probably good to go, which helps in a lot of cases, Kev. Yeah, man, my favorite part is just the simplicity of their online experience, man. You know, that's what we've grown yeah. used to is just, I got a, you know, a whim. Oh, you know, I should probably do the brakes on Saturday. Let me uh, pull up my phone, boop, 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 bang. Yeah. Then you forget about it and the parts show up. You know, you're ready to do the job. Awesome. <laughs> it's time to do the job. Uh, <laughs> all right. Check about carparts.com. We have one of my friends joining the podcast today. I've known this guy for a long time. Uh, it's great to have you on the podcast, Lee. Thanks for coming on, man. Your world has been absolutely just everything powder coating uh, for a long time, man. How, how'd you get into it? When did you first start? Because from the moment I came to Denver, which is, you know, decades ago, you were the guy that everybody mentioned when it came to coatings. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I used to be in the oil and gas business. Too much traveling uh, drove me to start this powder coating business 20 years ago uh, so I could come home at night. Um, <laughs> I'm self-taught. I'm self-trained. Um, and I became really, really good at what I do. Um, it's kind of strange. Like when I spray powder, I could – I I could just feel it. I know the the thickness it needs to be before it starts doing funny things. Um, you've probably seen a lot of coating jobs that have a lot of orange peel, um, stuff like yeah. that. You know, we're I'm able to lay down coatings that are super super smooth. Well, you're kind of known for it around here, and that's why I wanted to have you on because you know, for some people, powder coating is a little bit voodoo, a little. Santeria, it's just a little magic. It's a little what's going on in there. So for people that may not know how powder coating is applied, 
Um, and the differences out there, because not all powder coating is created equal. You know, the, you can watch any Saturday morning, you know, car show, and there may be some guy on there with some spray on powder coating you could do out of Easy Bake Oven. So tell us a little bit about the reality of powder coating, what to keep an eye out for, uh, and how we should be, you know, sort of gauging it. Well, the difference between a hobbyist uh, powder coat setup and a professional setup like we have is the, the caliber of the equipment and the way you cure the powder. Um, a lot of these guys in their kitchens are using um, a $99 gun and a kitchen oven that doesn't distribute the heat properly and you don't have a proper cure on your parts. I'm not knocking the home coder. I mean, it's great that people are able to get this equipment and do their own work at home. But there's a huge there's a huge difference between what they do and what what I do. Yeah, man, you lost me at a kitchen. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think my house has one of those, but I'm I'm not right. very familiar with it. <laughs> uh, but you're right; it is about you know the stuff you're using, how you're applying. But mm -hmm. you know, for for people that you know have never really experienced it, they just they just go and do it. So you remove all the paint, all the dirt. Kind of walk us through the steps needed for a good powder coat. From uh, start to finish, when a part comes in, we assess the part, um, see what needs to be taped off, what needs to be protected. Uh, when you're powder coating a part, you don't necessarily want to powder coat the entire part. Bearing races. Uh, stuff like that need to be taped off. So we'll assess that. We will then degrease the part because um, a lot of the stuff comes in greasy. Then we will sandblast the part, um, make it exceptionally clean. Then we'll clean it and pre-treat it with, with uh, anti-corrosive chemicals. Then we typically, depending on the application um, and the, the material of the, the substrate, We'll either use an epoxy primer or a zinc primer on it. Um, zinc primer is an uh, anti-corrosive coating that will protect the parts in all, all kinds of weather. The epoxy primers will protect the parts as well. Um, it's mainly used on aluminum and interior applications. So we will then, um, we apply the powder with electrostatic equipment. Um, the powder is sprayed through a special gun where the powder is conveyed by air and it passes over an electrical tip, an electrode that charges the powder and it causes it to stick to the part that is grounded. Um, kind of like when the dust sticks to your TV screen. Um, that's essentially how the powder sticks to the part. Um, so we apply the powder to the part. First, we, we prime it. We partially cure it in the oven. How does the, is the primer process anything to do with powder or is it all like spray on like you think a typical, you know, automotive application? Primer is a powder primer. Okay. It's a powder primer. And does it get baked or? It gets baked on. Um, you apply it just like the top coat, but you only partially cure it. So then once the part cools down, we put the next coat on, which will be um, whatever color we're going to put on. Um, that coat gets put on, and then it goes back in the oven for a full cure. So both both coatings bond together, and they crosshatch, and and essentially form one layer. Um, you have to be careful 
doing that epoxy primer base and not to overcure it, or else that top coat won't adhere properly. Yeah, we hear that cross hatching part is the is what you're looking for, right? That gives you the strength. Proper cross hatching, and with the and that also comes down to having the proper ovens to um, distribute the heat through the part properly and and allow it to cross hatch the, the way it needs to. What kind of temperatures are we looking at between a primer? And you don't have to give us exact if it's something that's proprietary, but you know, relative temperature and time for each one of those steps. Each each powder manufacturer specifies a, a cure uh, schedule. So most powder cures for four hundred at four hundred degrees for ten minutes at the time the metal reaches four hundred degrees. So that's a common mistake. What a lot of people do, beginners, they'll put something in the oven for ten minutes and it's severely undercured. So um, you have heat temperature guns you could shoot the part with, but once the part reaches the cure temperature, which is typically in between 390 and 400 degrees, that's when you start counting down the 10 minutes for full cure. Now, as a, as a rule of thumb, obviously for people, you know, thinking about powder coating as an option for their parts, what do they know about, you know, what can't be powder coated? Basically, anything metal can basically be powder coated, right? But you've got plastics, anything rubber, you got to remove all of that stuff. That's why you blast it, clean it, treat it, all that. Um, but if you have anything metal, you can basically powder coat it. Yeah, anything metal, we could we could powder coat. Um, some metals are more difficult than others. Uh, the most difficult and challenging uh, substrate that we coat is magnesium. Um, because it's very porous. It holds a lot of contaminants. It's usually pretty old. Um, some of the newer cars, well, uh, Kevin would know, you know, uh, some of the Mustangs came with magnesium valve covers of late. Um, they get a little hard to coat because they outgas um, and they'll create bubbles in the, in the coating. Um, so we will, we will outgas the part and then we use a special it's called an outgas forgiving primer that we put on magnesium and it seals it in um, and allows us to, to put a top coat on that will, um, you know, be nice and smooth without bubbles. When you say you outgas it, do you mean you just kind of bake the part before you start the process, get all the oils and debris and stuff to kind of burn off out of the, the pores? And exactly. And to open the pores of the metal to allow those gases that are in there from the casting process to come out. So they don't come out under the powder while it's curing because it will create little bubbles in there in the coating. Now, are there any considerations? Uh, you know, I've heard from some high-end wheel manufacturers that they don't, they don't like the powder coating because it, you know, it could elevate the metal temperature. Yeah. To, you know, kind of start messing around with the heat treat and whatnot. Um, is that something that you guys work around or how, how do we do the wheels? Cause they're all over. We've never had an issue uh, like that. Um, I'm not a metallurgist. So um, I am, I, I no. think metal, <laughs> I think metal uh, won't anneal until it's, it's above 800 degrees, but I can't be uh, positive, but we, I mean, we've coded, probably over a thousand wheels uh, over the past 20 years, never had a problem with any type of cracking, warping, breaking. But um, as you mentioned, I've seen stuff on the internet, um, but I've never ever seen it happen 
I mean, I've seen tens of thousands of powder-coated wheels. Uh, so, yeah, I've never been able to kind of, you know, figure out between the, you know, well, we're just making sure and the, yo, man, come on, I want to yeah, color yeah. my wheels up. I want to make them look nice. Hey, and that's one of the strongest moves you could do because a lot of people don't realize, you know, uh, you might not have money to, to go get a set of rims. But, you know, I'll use this as a great example. A couple of years ago, uh, during one of my Cars for Christmas, uh, you know, giveaways, I had this old Dodge truck. And I'm looking at this truck, and it had this red crushed velvet velour interior in it. Kev, you loved it. Uh, <laughs> it was plush, baby. Uh, and I'm looking at the thing, and I was like, you know what? It just has those old stock steel rims on it. But a lot of people don't realize that the best rim you could probably get for, for your car is the one from the factory because it's strong, right? They're, they're noted for being strong and decent designs, but the colors are always off. And, you know, there's a chance, you know, it's just not suited for your personality in the car that you, you want to present. So I'm looking at these steel rims. I'm like, you know what? I bet those look pretty good red. So I took him to Lee here and he, he did this brilliant red powder coat on it. And man, it made such a dynamic difference in the car. And you're looking at, a hundred to 125 bucks compared to like, you know, that cost for each rim, you know, for, for not too much of a out of pocket expense, you could really doll up your old ride. And it seems to be what a lot of people, kids and whatnot are doing. You might not be able to afford to, you know, a, a dialed up new set of rims at 400 bucks per, but hell you could make all your rims pop bling with some of the metal colors, the golds, the coppers, the, the some of the bronzes and so forth like they have now. Oh man, they look fantastic. Oh, it's a huge difference. Yeah, it's incredible. The the offerings that these uh, powder vendors um, have now are incredible. Um, one one of the leaders in, in powder is Prismatic Powders. Um, they have over 6,500 colors. And it's just unbelievable what, what you can do now with powder and coat your parts in virtually any color that you could imagine. Um, you know, there's metallics, there's candies, you know, or translucents, which are essentially like a candy, wrinkles, hammers, fine textures. It's just uh, incredible what you can do now. So how many colors do you typically keep on hand for customers that come in? We have probably in our shop right now 200 colors. Um, we have thousands of pounds of powder in here. Um, but we can order anything people want and it usually gets here in two or three days. Yeah. And if you think about suspension parts, rims, anything under the, the hood, metal crossbars, strut arms, anything underneath it, torsion bars, um, you know, uh, transmission mounts or things like that, motor mounts, suspension parts. It looks so much better, cleaner. Uh, you can get out there and clean your car. <laughs> remember, remember times you used a pressure washer before and you blown paint off <laughs> uh, <laughs> a part underneath the car? You're like, damn it, yeah. somebody bug bombed it. You know, that's not going to happen with powder coating. Uh, it's just really durable, really strong, and it's the kind of go-to spot when you need strength uh, and that lasting sort of look. Um, my next question, uh, and we'll kind of lead this into the next segment, is – not only has powder coating done a lot for what you do underneath the car, the wheels, and so forth, uh, but coatings have really grown in the last number of years on some of the internal parts in the car and some of the things that you wouldn't normally think about, you know, putting a coating on. So we're going to take a break right now, but when we come back, 
Let's talk about some of those thermal barriers, some of those friction coatings you have, some of those ones that are designed to move heat away from a part. Like you believe there's a coating you get that helps wick heat off of it? Yeah, we're gonna dive into it next. It's Two Guys Garage Podcast. Kevin Bird, Willie B, and Lee. His company's called Pristine Powder Coating. Find it online, Pristine Powder Coating. Uh, we'll give you details of where to get them coming up. Back in just a minute on the Two Guys Garage Podcast. It's the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. It's presented by CarParts.com. It is the smarter way to shop for all your vehicle's replacement, collision, maintenance, and repair part needs. CarParts.com. So, Kevin, at last when we were uh, talking with Lee, we were talking about coatings for internals of the engine. Things like the top of pistons. Now, I bet when you first heard that, you were thinking to yourself, what kind of crazy voodoo magic they got going on here? No, man, I'm thinking Pepto-Bismol, the one that coats. <laughs> you know, like I see the picture, my tummy's now pink, <laughs> the tubes going in and out are pink. Yeah. Now, is that what's going on in there, Lee? Tell me, yeah. man. Well, um, you know, the, the internal and performance coating market has just exploded lately. Um, yeah. We do a lot of coatings on pistons. Um, we put thermal barrier on the top of pistons and it helps prevent heat soak into the piston and hot spots and in turn prevents detonation, which is yeah. your enemy. Um, oh yeah, man. So you guys just to kind of explain and you know this, imagine that environment, that combustion chamber, Right. I mean, that thing's popping off a thousand times, you know, every minute. And what he's talking about, that heat soak, if you can get a coating on top of your piston that can help eliminate that heat soak, what happens is you got one side of the piston and that's where the flame front starts. But if you got a hot spot on it and it lights off over in this corner, right, the combustion chamber, those two flame fronts meet up. And when that collision happens, Right, that's when parts let loose. That's when it gets really ugly, Kevin. You know all about that. Uh, hey, what are you talking about, me and ugly? You know, <laughs> uh, it, it is true. Thermal barriers work really well. When I went to Big Boost in some of my long mile race cars, and uh, when I was throwing a lot of nitrous at a car, I make sure I get that thermal barrier protection on top of your on top of your piston. It really it does make a big difference when you're throwing a lot, a lot of heat, a lot of boost, a lot of nitrous, whatever, at that combustion chamber. So go ahead, Lee, go ahead and, and dive into it. Or, or Kevin, I'm sure you got something to add. Is that something the OEs are, are doing from the, from the factory? You probably see that. Well, on the top side, not so much. Yeah, the skirts is a friction and anti-scuff. The tops is, is a little bit unique. You kind of explained it fairly well. Um, but if you think about what happens in the chamber, right, you ignite the air into fuel, and explodes what is it doing it's really just creating heat well heat then turns into pressure right pressure pushes the piston down you make work well if some of my heat is being soaked up through the cylinder head and into the water jacket i'm losing work i'm losing power if some of the heat's going into the piston and through the cylinder walls or through the oil that's splashing on the bottom side i'm losing performance i'm losing energy now the only thing that's kind of key though is on a production car where you're putting low octane fuel in uh, you've got more heat in that chamber than you're normally used to for that compression ratio, and you could have higher knocks. So you'd have to pull some spark out. So as a as a trade off there on a on a 
on a let's say a lower octane fuel vehicle once you're putting in you know e85 once you're putting in premium you know a race gas whatever and you have room it's like increasing compression ratio to a point yeah right yeah so if you're if you're not limited you might think about it but if you're putting in high octane right if you're putting in high well yeah i'm not I'm not running cheap-ass gas on, on nitrous or on boost. So. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Exactly. So that's why you're not seeing it in the OEs from a thermal barrier. And you could do it on the head, too, but it's a little bit more complicated with the valves and, and you know, masking things sure. off. But, but, but it's a huge way for all of the, and like you said, durability side. So Formula One and, you know, full-on drag racing, anything like that where you're not knock-limited and you can add the spark in there, it's like getting compression ratio without screwing up your, your combustion chamber. You know, pop-ups are great. We think performance, but pop-ups actually kind of screw up how things are moving and tumbling in there. So you'd like to get CR, you know, compression ratio without having to pop up inside there. And thermal barrier coatings kind of like adding compression ratio and durability, right? Because you're not melting your piston top and your top lands. Uh, so Fact. from a performance standpoint, yes, son. From an OE side, eh. They're more into the anti-friction stuff and some of the wear type, you know, coating. And, and that's what you're seeing, the thermal barrier and some of the stuff for the piston skirts, right, Lee? Yeah, we, we coat uh, the tops of pistons. We coat the skirts of pistons. And in some instances, we coat the bottom of the piston with the heat dissipating coating. It's also an oil shedding oh, coating. Yeah. So the, the oil doesn't hang on the bottom of the piston. And it, re it reduces the centrifugal weight of the piston. Um, when you have an oil shedding coating on the bottom and also a thermal dispersant on the bottom. Um, we don't do too much of the, the underside coating unless the customer has done research and, they, and that's what they want. Um, but typically we're, we're coating the skirts of pistons and the tops of pistons. Is there various as to the thickness or what people want or different things for nitrous or boost or what is it? Is something that depending on you know their setup they're they're wanting to add maybe some some cr some compression ratio it's it's a very thin film coating um it can't be applied too thick if it's too thick it will crack um under thermal shock it will yeah. it will crack if it's put on too thick so it's a it's just amazing what these products do they are so thin but yet they control the heat so much um and the, the uh, skirt coatings, they do make ones that will build up the skirts. If people are looking to take up some slap, you know, slack in their piston skirts and tighten them up in the bores, they do make high build coatings for the skirts. And uh, we wow. apply that also. So, mm -hmm. you know, everybody knows that scenario. You fire your car up in the winter, especially if it's been sitting for a day or two. <laughs> Clank it, clank it, clank it, clank it. Smooths out. <laughs> Come on, baby. Uh, Warm up. Warm yeah. up. Yeah. Well, if, you know, if you think about a lot of the piston materials, so the OEs use a lot of high silicon, uh, there's a lot less thermal expansion. So between cold, you know, the aluminum is going to shrink down, and especially if you have a cast iron liner or cast iron block, you got a big gap there when it's cold. So that's why it rattles around. That piston's just slapping back and forth, you know? Uh, but if you can, yeah, if you can do a little high build coating on there, uh, you know, Fill a little bit of that gap. Um, you know, I think some of it can can wear off. So if it gets a little too tight, it'll it'll self clearance, right? Find the right happy, yeah. Find the right happy clearance. A sacrificial coating. So it it will. It's okay if it wears out to where it needs to be. 
and it won't harm your engine. Um, if it, you know, if it wears off a little bit, it's fine. Yeah, if you think about the the piston skirts, right, the sides of the pistons, when you're at TDC, you know, the rod's straight up and down. So yeah, you've got movement up and down, but there's not a lot of side load. But as that crank starts to go around in its motion, as the piston's dropping down, that rod is angled sideways. So right, the resultant is you're you're pushing down with gas force, but you know the rod's kicked over against the crank and it's shoving the piston over against one side of that cylinder, and man, friction is huge as it's dragging its ass up and down. But you put some coatings on there. Uh, whether it's some polymer-based or, or something similar like that, makes it nice and slick. Uh, one, it'll keep from scuffing, especially hot scuff when your oil's nice and thin. Uh, but two, it makes it nice and slippery and go mm -hmm. fast. Yeah, it. You're, the, the parts just last longer. Um, we coat bearings also, so rod bearings, um, crank bearings. We, we coat those also with the anti-friction coating. Yeah, you're starting to see that's that's coming out in the OEs as well. Um, you know, it does mm -hmm. add cost, so uh, programs really got to determine if they want to, you know, spend the extra coating layer. But you're seeing it a little bit more and more, especially on uh, some of the heavy-duty stuff. Like I've seen it in diesels; uh, they'll coat the at least the main bearing, sometimes the rod bearings. Um, you know, sometimes it's a combination of maybe a polymer that's super slick, uh, but it might have some uh, you know, iron oxide in it. So the iron is, it's tough. So it can actually, uh, add, uh, long-term durability, you know, wear as well as being mm -hmm. slick. Uh, so it's kind of a dual purpose. Yeah. And when you mention uh, the diesels, we, we work with a few companies that they have long haul trucking companies where we do these gigantic caterpillar heads where they would have a problem with it cracking from the glow plug hole to the valve seat. And mm. we coat the combustion area of, of those heads, and they do not crack anymore after we coat them. Yeah, that's a, so that's a great application. It, I mean, it, it's just incredible. And, and it saves them thousands and thousands of dollars um, yeah. by coating their heads. It really has been amazing to see the evolution of coatings on internal parts in the engine. That's really why I want to have you on because a lot of people are just thinking, ah, the normal old days, ah, you wouldn't put coating on a piston or would you do the skirts or worry about anti-friction, you know, wear and tear there, here and there, the other, you know, you got the oil squirters now, they hit the bottom of the piston, it's great to have it there so that, you know, oil drops off and doesn't weigh down the piston. You think about all these little ways to improve efficiency and it it does stack up and add up in the end you know the oes are looking for better mileage better efficiency uh to meet all those zev and lev rules and guys like us are just trying to ink out every ounce of performance to get our parts to last a little longer uh and it does really both of those type things so it's really cool to see that evolution occur um and who knows where we're going Do you see anything like you know something that people are doing now the big big fast guys that are coming to you uh are there any tricks that they're they're doing with their coatings or anything that we should know about well you know the most popular coating that we do are header coatings um we coat probably five six sets of headers a week here um what that does is it keeps the heat inside the the header tubes with the hotter combustion or the hotter area inside the tubes gets the gases moving through them quicker, which increases scavenging, what they call. Um, it also reduces the radiant heat coming off 
of those headers, which in, which in turn, you know, makes the intake run cooler, makes your intake air cooler. Yeah, underhood temps, you're less likely to melt your spark plug wires and whatever else is nearby. Well, yeah. Um, we typically see about 175 degree reduction in radiant heat whoo. off. Okay, yeah, I was going to ask you. Yeah, and do you do outside only, inside and outside? Inside and out. Mm -hmm. Unless okay. the customer specifies that they do not want the inside coated, we automatically coat the inside of the head. All right. Mm -hmm. You ever have some dude roll up in a sweet set of custom stainless headers and they just want to coat the inside only and keep it? Yeah, that... chrome headers. Um, typically with chrome mm -hmm. headers, they want to do the inside only so they don't, uh, blue and discolor. Ah, oh, yeah. Yep. Sometimes mm -hmm. that blue is kind of cool, but yeah. If you yeah, know, it, is. Cool. it is. Yeah. He's got chrome headers. That shows it's been working. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> oh, all right, man. All good things to know, kind of learn and understand. If you're building a performance-based engine, you're throwing a lot of boost at it. Maybe you're, you know, you're throwing a lot of nitrous at it. All things to kind of consider. Wear and tear, man. If you can make a part last a little longer, get another season out of it in the end, then you're saving yourself a bunch of money, a bunch of work, and a bunch of headaches. So a great way to do that is with coatings, with things like this. So always keeping that top of mind uh, and hoping that you learned something. Lee, we definitely appreciate your time, my friend. Um, where do people find out stuff about you, about your business? Uh, get that Denver number out there, man. Where do people see your website? Our website is www dot pristine p r i s t i n e p c like powder coating dot com um we're on facebook as pristine powder coating and we're also on instagram as pristine underscore powder underscore coating um our instagram has pictures of of uh most of our work there um but we try to keep up and post daily uh, everything that we're doing yeah man you guys got tons of great great eye candy Whew. yeah you want to get inspired man you want to you want to geek out a little bit i mean everything from brake calipers and you know cam covers custom parts wheels galore man we just coated a set of wheels uh for mclaren senna which is a, a 1.6 million dollar car um we just did those on Monday. All right, quick question though before we go. Yeah. How do you do the dual colors? Is that hard to do? I know you got to mask off things you don't yeah. want painted, but if you're going to put dual colors on it, something. Yeah, two toning. Um it's difficult. Um it depends on what people want. We do a lot of two toning and to tell you the truth, we try not to mask. Um it's not a, a secret, but a lot of people um, we use a vacuum to vacuum off powder. We also use our finger to wipe it. So we wipe and we vacuum. Um, if you were doing like, say, white windows and a wheel and a black face, what you would do is spray the white down, coat the whole wheel in the windows and everything, partially cure it, and then spray the black and wipe wipe it off. So you have, you know, the color where you don't want it. You wipe and vacuum. Very nice, yeah. man. This yeah. guy's got all the tricks. Mm -hmm. Check them out, man. Check them <laughs> out. Pristine powder coating. That's awesome. Thanks for all the skinny, man, from the 
you know, powder coating the pretties to, uh, you know, keeping the internals thriving, kicking ass, making power, lasting longer, man. Good stuff. Yep. Amen to that, man. Hey, guys, and don't forget about our show, Era Weekends, on the Motor Trend Network. Check your local listings. Episodes also now streaming on Motor Trend On Demand. Thanks to our guest, Lee Goldenstein. He's with Pristine Powder Coating. My man, Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. Our producer is Scoop, and our executive producer, Mr. Bob Ecker. Yeah, and don't forget to check out our website, too. TwoGuysGarage.com, man. You can see all kinds of behind the scenes, what we do, products we use. And share your thoughts with us on social. We're everywhere Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TwoGuysGarage. Now, Two Guys Garage Podcast is a copyright 2021 Britain Productions Incorporated. All rights reserved. Hey, man, the kid's no joke, dude. I got so many pistons, get tech pistons, all kinds, all kinds of pistons coated with that stuff, internals. Uh, got every suspension, every Mopar done with that guy. Got a lot of powder on those cars from uh Willie, really, I, I I I think that was the first thing I did for you is a set of pistons. Yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> well, you yeah, know, anybody yeah. that's not a car guy, you know, one of their favorite, you know, go to people is their mechanic. Everybody that knows how to work on cars, one of their favorite go to guys is their powder coating guy. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's how it works, man. <laughs> fact yeah <laughs> uh all right there you guys go man make sure you check out our tv show lee thanks so much for joining us and we'll catch you on the next two guys garage podcast take care guys two guys garage podcast is produced by britain productions for more episodes visit iHeartRadio, apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, stitcher spotify or wherever you listen to your favorite shows